Hello again, and welcome back to the Slow Flowers Podcast with Deborah Prinzing, episode 523. This is the weekly show about slow flowers and the people who grow and design with them. It's all about making a conscious choice, and I invite you to join the conversation and the creative community as we discuss the vital topics of saving our domestic flower farms and supporting a floral industry that relies on a safe, seasonal, and local supply of flowers and foliage. This show is brought to you by slowflowers.com, the free online directory to more than 880 florists, shops, and studios who design with local, seasonal, and sustainable flowers, and to the farms that grow those blooms. It's the conscious choice for buying and sending flowers. And thank you to our lead sponsor for 2021, Farm Girl Flowers. Farm Girl Flowers delivers iconic burlap wrap bouquets and lush, abundant arrangements to customers across the U.S., supporting more than 20 U.S. flower farms by purchasing more than $9 million of U.S.-grown fresh and seasonal flowers and foliage annually. Discover more at farmgirlflowers.com. Our first sponsor thank you goes to Johnny's Selected Seeds, an employee-owned company that provides our industry with the best flower, herb, and vegetable seeds supplied to farms large and small and even to backyard cutting gardens like mine. Find the full catalog of flower seeds and bulbs at johnnysseeds.com. In celebration of our Slow Flowers Podcast's eighth anniversary, we launched our new live stream video format, calling it the Slow Flowers Show with the goal of sharing the faces and voices of our members, as well as tours of their farms, their shops, and their studios, and most of all, their flowers. A few weeks ago, I visited Vashon Island, Washington, and featured part one of my two-part series about island flower farming with Alyssa O'Sullivan of Sweet Alyssa Farm. Today, I'm excited to share part two of my visit and introduce you to Haley Dams of Marmal Farm. Haley describes herself as a small-scale grower who uses organic and earth-friendly practices. She has a farm stand and a flower truck, and she supplies private customers and island shoppers through a retail partner on Vashon. Haley is also a mother to two-year-old Russell and a palliative care social worker. She's balancing quite a lot, and I know many of you can relate to the demands of trying to do it all and do it all well. I found Haley's attitude refreshing as we discuss the so-called work-life balance, does that really exist, and anyone whose flower farming is a side hustle or while also raising a child will definitely relate to her story. You can watch the video replay of our farm tour and download the audio podcast. Both are available in today's show notes for episode 523 at deborahprinzing.com. Let's jump right into the episode recorded after our farm tour as we sat down to chat inside Haley's charming flower shed. I'll be sure to share more photos and links to Marmol Farm's social places for you to enjoy, also available in the show notes. Let's jump right in and get started. Okay, so part two of our interview, um, Haley... Thank you so much for letting yeah, me come see you. Um, we're in this beautiful space. You call it your flower shed. It's my flower shed. So uh, tell us a little bit about how you use it. Or, like the decor is self-evident. It's charming. Thank you. Um, yeah, so I was starting seeds in the garage last year. And um, which and you know how it, it, it's insidious. It takes over your house, and then they're on the kitchen table. And then I'm like, sorry, we all have to eat on the floor this week. It's like the sweet, sweet pea season. You know, I need whatever. my tables. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
So my husband was like, why don't you like reclaim, you know, we didn't have a lot of stuff in here. We had these racks that I've ended up using for seed starting. Um, but like, you know, we had the mower, whatever, like we racks. Yeah. yeah. And so um, then I was like, oh yeah, I could start my seeds down there. Good idea. It's gonna be. It's kind of a trek to walk up and down, but you know, I can I can walk down there and check on. Or them. when you're down here, you can kind of lose yourself in the space. Yes. So I thought, okay, sure, I'll just use it as seed starting. And then I saw on Instagram, um, like an artist that I follow has a little workshop, and it was very similar to this, like just kind of a bare bones little wooden shed, but she painted it white. And I was like, oh, I could do that in my flower shed um and make it cute yeah it makes such a difference yeah and and have a nice place to like stage photos of my flowers or um you know like as much as you don't want to do things like for the likes at the same time instagram engagement and like social media engagement brings customers and i do want to make this a business so and you you have to photograph your flowers yes exactly i have to photograph them so like instead of just doing it on my patio with like the dog and the kid in the background and like you know a chocolate bar wrapper on the floor or whatever like this is a cute place to do it oh like wonderful vessels you have um like all these vintage frogs these buckets things Mm -hmm. that you've just been like collecting things yeah Yeah. uh uh-huh collecting things and then people know to look out for me too like um, oh, Haley, I got some mason jars. Do you want them? Stuff like that. Well, and um, also the rack for drying is yeah. wonderful, even mm-hmm. if it's just for picture background, you know, photo- photographic yeah, background. Yeah, it was all full of flowers um, because I just did my first wedding, which was out in Stahican. Have you been there before? It's like out Where in, is it? So it's at the very end of Lake Chelan. Okay. So for non-local people, you leave Seattle, you drive like three and a half hours, get to Lake Chelan, and then you walk onto a passenger ferry, and it's a two and a half ferry ride to the very end of the lake. So there's no internet, no cell service. Oh my goodness. No And you had no to take florist, all, you so to I, the flowers with Yes, you? yeah, yeah. So it was like my best friend's wedding, and she's like, I want to hire you to do flowers. I've never done a wedding that's not something I really ever explored. And I was like, cool. And she's like, we're getting ready to seek it. And I was like, oh gosh, what are we going to do? So we decided to do dried flowers. Um, so I've been cutting and drying things, going to the wholesale growers market and buying um, like straw flour because I didn't grow any of this Things year. that you didn't have for yeah. yourself. Yeah. And then just drying it. Um, and then we went there and bought some some dried flowers as well. And I ordered a few things from other local growers um, and just took everything out there and put it all together. It ended up really, it's really beautiful. Like it, it worked out well. Will you share um, some photos yes. so we can put in the show uh-huh. notes? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so this was all full of that. So the, so because I gifted her that mm-hmm. as like, you know, as a best friend, I did her wedding flowers. I brought them all back with me and thought, well, I'll create something else with them. You know, like that's about as sustainable as it gets. Right. Grow everything organically, you know, dry them, them. <laughs> bring them out there, carry them, then bring them back and do something else with them. So they've, they've been hung back up in kind of various um, clusters. Yeah, clusters. So are you saying that uh, because they're dry, then they, they kind of have this... Um, What's that cradle to grave kind of thing yeah. that you hear about in healthcare, probably, right? Yes, yeah. Um, they didn't have to get composted because they were dried correctly. Yeah. yeah. And so she didn't want them. Yeah. The bride so, was going yeah. mm-hmm. off on her honeymoon or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I brought them back and I thought, well, I'll make arrangements or I'll do something, maybe like wreaths this fall. That I've never um, heard that as a... As a marketing pitch for dried flowers yeah. but clearly it is it's yeah it's yeah it's something uh-huh. wow. because then I didn't mind taking on the cost of the flowers you know because I can use them again so you said that you don't really do weddings this was your first congratulations yes, thank you. Mm-hmm. I just sound happy about it so yes. that's good yeah. it wasn't yeah. a workout no, it was good it was really good yeah so what are the facets of Marmol Farms um so right now what I have been doing is um I 
So last year I started, I stocked my farm stand. I had okay success with selling, you know, neighbors and folks local would come and buy flowers, but I live, um, you know, 20 minutes from civilization. So it's, it's a ways out here to come. I would get custom orders or, you know, people requesting things from time to time. So in the fall, I started looking for a flower truck and I was like, what I want to do is have a cute old truck to, and I am a gearhead. So that it was kind of a natural fit to bring my flowers to the world. And I found my dream baby. Her name is Rosie. She's a 1966 Ford F100. Um, brought her here, got her. First time I drove her, she broke down needs the engine is being completely rebuilt so she has been in the shop since january no way <laughs> oh my goodness and the you engine has been one time yes oh yeah. my gosh uh-huh, uh-huh. so actually the the engine was just um it was at a machinist in spokane it was just shipped back so she will be coming to life soon so soon next next year that will be another facet of marble farm is i'll do pop-ups um you know and bring my flowers out to the world because i live sort of i don't want to say remotely but you're rural. kind of I mean, Vashon is a is an island, so it's yeah. rural anyway. Mm-hmm. There are several hamlets mm-hmm. and one main town. Yes, right. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you're and I'm not still nearby. a ways. <laughs> yeah. I'm still a ways out from all that. There's a little like area mm-hmm. that I just drove past. What's that called? Docton or something? Yes, Docton. Okay. Yeah. So this is like Docton town. Um, Docton was more populous at the turn of this of the last century than it than it is today. There were more people here in you know 1910 than there are now. Yeah, because it said founded in 1892 or mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yes. Uh-huh. That's crazy. Yeah. So Rosie the flower truck will be coming soon. In the meantime, um, and and I will continue this relationship. I sell my flowers at a store in town, which is which has just been such a you know wonderful gift to me to bring my flowers. Where people will see them, um, they won't die. It's not like a huge. I mean, how, what's the population of Vashon Island? About ten thousand people. Okay. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. In the summer, it's it's usually more because there's people who have summer places right. or you know Airbnbs. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I guess the other facet of my flower growing, I work with the Growing Kindness Project. I'm a Growing Kindness ambassador, and um, there's a wonderful gentleman named Doug who lives on the island. Um, he has a developmental disability, and he um, ha- has traditionally lived in a group home for mm-hmm. other folks who need a little bit of extra help, um, which shut down during COVID. So he's living with family, and um, he's just a sweet angel. Doug decided that he wanted to bring like joy and happiness to other people's lives who were, who were negatively impacted by COVID, and started a flower delivery like serve. I want to say service, but it's not. He, he just it's, does it out of the goodness of his heart. His, he's not paid. It's his folk- a vocation. Yes. Yeah. So once a week, he makes bouquets, um, some flowers that he buys, some flowers that are donated, a couple other island growers, you know, donate flowers to him too. Um, so I give Doug flowers as well. And that's part of, you know, where my that's flowers grow. That's your gesture. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And, um, and that, you know, as a social worker, that kind of brings me a lot of joy anyway, and I, and I like that. So last year when, if I had leftover flowers or whatever, I just gave them to Doug, which made me feel happy that they were, you know, getting loved and going to someone's home. These flowers have done so much good for like your sort of personal awareness and your mental health and Mm -hmm. your self identity. Mm -hmm. And then now obviously paying customers, but the growing, the whole point of the growing kindness project is we, we had Deanna kitchen on about Mm -hmm. six weeks ago. Um, It's really just sharing what you have, whether you are growing 
professionally or mm-hmm. as a hobbyist, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, as a Growing Kindness ambassador this year, I was sent like a little gift box of tubers and seeds. So I have like Growing Kindness dahlias, and those you know those are Doug's dahlias. Um, so uh-huh. a couple weeks so you- ago, I gave him like you know a, a, just buckets of flowers, which was which was really a nice feeling. Yeah, yeah. flower farming with a purpose. Yeah, yeah, That's makes neat. me feel good. I think everybody has a purpose, but uh, it's always so personal, and it's nice to hear how what it means for you totally mm-hmm. uh so i have to ask you are you a vashon native how did you end no, up here um i'm from canada and my husband's from england and we met at a wedding in nashville when i was in grad school and he lived in seattle so um great story already uh-huh, right so when i finished grad school uh i'm a social worker so i was like oh i don't think i'm gonna be able to afford these <laughs> you know new york i was like i went to grad school in new york uh new york apartment like rents on a social work salary so he was like you know, why don't you move here? We were doing the long distance thing. And I was like, sure. I grew up um, like just over the border in BC. Oh, so you knew so, the, knew the so, region. Yeah, so really close by. So my parents were like, this guy lives in Seattle. We love him. Yeah, like, come home. <laughs> Before they even met him, you yeah. check a box. Yeah, yeah. because then he would bring me closer to yeah. home. Um, so uh, I, we moved, I moved to Seattle and we lived in, uh, we lived in Fremont in like mm-hmm. a tiny little studio apartment, you know, and we moved to West Seattle and my husband thought it was the end of the world because we were so far away from civilization it all is, the way out. I now, will just say to me, West Seattle, even though you can get to it by a bridge, which is now, yeah, non- which is now broken, broken down. um, we lived there for one year, and I thought I lived on an island. Right, yeah. yeah it just like, feels, you're there's trapped. just, a, there's something. Yeah. Uh, so after living in West Seattle for um, a year or two, I was like, how about we move even further away? <laughs> we, we had a little backyard, and we kind of liked the idea of having more space, and we, you know, we wanted to have a, a baby, so... We started spending weekends on Vashon. Like, we would just, you know, drive over on the ferry on Sunday morning and go get brunch at the hardware store restaurant and then drive around and go to open houses. And we really fell in love with it. So, um, it, you know, it's been just the loveliest place. It's a really wonderful community. So you ended up here three years ago? Yeah, three years ago. Wow. Uh-huh. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, and it yeah, it worked out really, really well. We just love it. You said um, that when you bought here, it was there was no intent to do a flower farm. So... We, you bought this land, but it had, what, how, what's the acreage? Like It's a little under an acre. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh-huh. uh-huh. It feels bigger than it that. Does. It's sort of well, well distributed. I think it's 0.8 of an acre. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because you have this still ancient orchard here, so there was somebody gardened here before you. Yes, yeah. The gal who we bought our house from built the house in 1977, and um, she was a big birder. She, like, loves birds, so she actually, it's great. She had planted... Um, a lot of perennials, um, you know, like a lot of shrubs and stuff like that, that the birds and the bees love, which is nice. And then I cut from them, you know, when I'm making both. So you inherited some yes, I inherited, foundational plants. Yeah, uh, I inherited lots of daffodils. Um, yeah, there's all these fruit trees. Um, and it's it's been so fun to just kind of, you know, watch how we're like really in nature out here, all the way out here. And it's like, you know... As the crow flies, we're probably 20 miles from Seattle. I but. look at Vashon from my house. Yes, but, yeah. But um, uh-huh. probably not this side of Vashon. Probably mm-hmm. it's the west, it's the east side of Vashon. Yeah, you yeah. look at like kind of that way. Because mm-hmm. if we go to the water that way, then mm-hmm. we can we can see where you but live we'll, too we'll, and see the marina. I'll go to Saltwater yeah. State Park <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and wave at you. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll see each other. So the social work, how does that fit into flower farming? Do you think you can continue to do both? Um, or is that... Obviously, you just got certified, so... Yeah, yeah. Um, 
you're, I miss you're progressing work. in yes. that profession. Yes, yeah, and it's been kind of like a, a a balance and a tug for me of like what what way do I want to go? And I feel like I have you know feet on two different moving platforms, and then then like somehow a third foot a raising child. a kid. <laughs> yeah, um, but it kind of complements each other mm-hmm. well. Uh, it's funny. I've looked at you can you can become like a horticultural therapist. It's a real thing. I have um, friends who are. Yeah. Um, so I've kind of looked at that as kind of an interesting angle. Um, You'd be awesome. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Thanks. Let's have that conversation <laughs> another time. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, that kind of, you know, piques my interest. Um, my real passion, what I sort of threw my heart into before flower farming was palliative and end-of-life mm-hmm. care. So, I, you know, I did a fellowship and I've done postmaster certificate program working with folks at end-of-life. And I really love it. Um, but it's not sort of a feasible thing for me to be doing with a two-year-old that, you know, needs a lot from me. And childcare is very expensive in this region right. and in this country. Right. And then COVID probably through palliative care. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Off, it off was really, priority. it was very challenging working in palliative medicine during COVID. Um, and, and for the first time coming home from work and thinking, am I endangering my child? You know, he would run up to me at the end of the day and put his arms up and I would think, I would pause before I hugged him, you know. Especially and I would, before the vaccine, yes, right? Yeah, before yeah. I was vaccinated. I would um, undress in the garage, and then, and then my friend who watched him when I was at work would put a, um, like a bathrobe in the garage. So then, then I would come in, wash, scrub my arms, scrub my hands, and then I would go oh, to him. Yeah. that's stressful. Yes, yeah. So, um, you know, being now that I have my clinical license and I'm able to work remotely, it's been really nice. Um, but we're just kind of exploring what life looks like you know if you had asked me three years ago like I, I've never grown a plant in my life you know would I have thought that any of this would happen absolutely not no I worked um I worked at a store when I was in grad school that sold uh, Florette's Cut Flower the first book and I just I always admired it I thought uh-huh. it was really beautiful but I never in a million years thought it was that like that's per- on your radar a little bit just like implanted yeah. in, so yeah, growing in up in British Columbia you didn't have family of gardeners or anything no like my mom had rose bushes or whatever but it was just never like an interest mm-hmm. of mine um not really something that you know like pulled me um until it, until it did you know I was just writing a, something for a, a, bu- a book I'm going to blurb and mm-hmm. I was trying to talk about this visceral tug of nature of our yearnings to be in nature yeah. I didn't put it very well I've got to keep working on it but I think <laughs> there is something coming out of a caregiving, you know, healthcare profession, you see it. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes that's what people don't know they need. Yeah. And yeah. maybe you didn't know you needed it. No. And it's so, it's very therapeutic. Um, and, and like having, a, you know, an armful of beautiful flowers that you grew, it's so rewarding. And it's just like being surrounded by beauty all day. Yeah. It's, it's good for your heart. Um, even like starting seeds and the process of, um, you know, putting seed in each cell, I find it to be kind of meditative, you know? I agree. Um, That's so cool. Yeah. And like, it's kind of, I mean, there's tough work. It's not all beautiful, right? Like I spend right. a lot of time pulling weeds and, <laughs> We aren't you know. going to paint that like yeah. dreamscape no, picture. No, no, no. Like no. there's, there's times too when, uh, <laughs> earlier this year we had a big windstorm and, um, 
And I had, I guess I had just started planting out seedlings. My dahlias were starting to come up and it was like pouring rain and, you know, it was windy. And I looked down and my landscape fabric was just doing this. And I had all the, you know, all the metal pins, but it just wasn't enough. Yeah. It was a big storm. And there was nothing there to hold the fabric down yet because they were just little baby seedlings. And I'm just like seeing them getting whipped around, come running out the dog, the toddler, and it's pouring rain. And I'm trying to get all these things in the ground. You feel like in your, like some dust bowl right? and scenario. The, the dog and the toddler are running down down the flowers like they're running and I'm crying like please stop mommy put so much work into these flowers please stop stepping on them and he's like not even two in this period we have an insane dog and I'm just crying yeah and the dog didn't understand either they didn't understand so we're you know we're walking back up to the house and everything's settled and I this wasn't my best day yeah (laughs) it wasn't my best parenting work but Okay, everything's in the ground. It didn't traumatize the child, but that's just the reality of it sometimes. Children and plants are often more resilient than we give them credit yep, for. Yep, oh, my yep. goodness. No, the plants are resilient. They, You plant a seed and it will grow. Mm-hmm. That's such an interesting concept. I, I was standing on my back kitchen window looking at the garden this morning and thinking, as soon as there's a first frost, I am just going to cut this all down and put it in the compost bin. Yeah. And what's the point? Mm-hmm. What's the point of growing these flowers yeah. when I'm just creating more labor for myself? Yes. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I know the point. I mm-hmm. mean, it was just sort of this little glimmer of the work to come. Yeah. It's daunting. But it, it's one day of work compared to a long season of beauty. Yeah. Oh, you are holding a lantern. Good job, Hi, buddy. Russell. <laughs> You're a good garden helper. I good. Do you want to take the lantern over to the dirt? Power of suggestion. Okay, um, well, I'm excited to see your truck. When you talk about taking Rosie filled with flowers off island or just on uh, island? We'll see. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know, like we have uh, we have friends that run a restaurant in Seattle, um, and I thought, oh, maybe I could park her there for a Sunday yeah. morning, or you yeah. know, just like things yeah. like that. Um, I feel like it'll kind of evolve as it evolves. I think for you, it makes more sense to do retail sales. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, your that's your profit. Yes, right yes yeah and I don't have enough of any one thing to make sort of wholesale mm-hmm. or larger scale um, make a lot of sense um, and I'm you know each year I'm kind of finding out what I do like to grow and what I don't like to grow so like you see there's a lot of variety like a little bit of globe amaranth and a little bit of this and you know what eight plants of flowering tobacco or you know but and then enough to have variety in your mix yeah, okay totally yeah yeah and I and I know there's a lot of flower farmers or farmer florists who have kind of like formulas when they make bouquets and I imagine maybe I'll get there at some point <laughs> but right now it's oh that looks nice and that looks nice and I kind of like it because each bouquet is different yeah. yeah and kind of um you know very unique yeah mm-hmm. I love it are you not doing a CSA are you no okay no um okay. people can call you on the island yeah. and come get flowers yeah. if yeah. they find you on Instagram yeah. or something yeah, yeah totally wow mm-hmm. it's great I love what you're doing Thank and um uh, my my final big question is mm-hmm. the name Marmal Farms. Uh-huh. So my great-grandparents were dairy farmers in, in Canada, um, and their last name was Marmal. So ever since I was little, it's funny, you know, as much as I didn't have, like, a, a 
want towards flower farming, I've always loved like farming in general. I like being, you know, we, we moved out here because we wanted more space and right. we're sort of surrounded by agriculture. Um, I wanted, I've kind of found myself drawn towards that, uh, which I, I sort of credit to my genes. You yeah. Know, they, were, they were dairy farmers. Just an earlier generation. Uh-huh. So we were talking about when I, you know, as I started to see that the seedlings I was growing last year were actually becoming something and I was like, oh, I'm going to have to do, like, this is legitimate. Yeah. This is really yeah. happening. <laughs> oh, I need a name, you know, and my husband said, you need to promote yourself. You need to have an Instagram. And, um, and my friend Carolyn Thompson, she's Willow and Mabel. Mm-hmm. Um, she, I bought tubers from her last year and she was so encouraging to me. And, uh, she said, you need to start, you know, promoting yourself as a business. You need to create an Instagram. But I had that total imposter syndrome of like, well, what if nothing grows? And I'm not really a flower farmer, you know, and all those feelings. And she said, just do it. So, and then my husband said, just do it. So I just did it. And I thought, what will I call myself? And I asked my dad, like what, um, my great grandparents were from Czechoslovakia when that was still a place. Um, so they were called Babka and Jeto. That's like the dialect. That's great grandma and great grandpa. So I said, what was Babka and Jeto's, um, dairy farm? called and my dad was like you didn't name farms you know in 1940 you know they it was just marmal dairy so I was like okay well then that's the that's sort of my lineage we're just going to be marmal farm I love it mm-hmm. I love that that's yeah. so great yeah they weren't worried about branding or social media <laughs> no they didn't have a logo or anything <laughs> they just know cows. Yeah. I love it you're kind of honoring that legacy yeah. in in the family name I'm sure that makes your parents or your dad happy too yeah, totally. it was his his grandparents yeah. mm-hmm. I love it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well I am so happy I got to come thank see you, you. Thank you for coming all this oh way. my gosh what a treat mm-hmm. it was such a treat getting on a, for people in Seattle getting on a ferry and crossing the water is it is like the best mental health day you could take it's just a natural decompression you feel your blood pressure get lower you know as you near your destination. Like I said, I missed the ferry and I wasn't that upset about it. You know, I had to wait an hour and 40 minutes, but it was okay because I just mm-hmm. stared at the water. Yeah, for... exactly. The breeze coming through your open windows. It was it's awesome. Nice. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Haley. Yeah, it's so great thank to be you. with you today. Yeah, thank you. so much for joining us today. I'd love to hear from you about the addition of video interviews to the Slow Flowers podcast. My visit to meet Haley on her farm is the eighth video vodcast, and I've learned a lot about how to produce, record, and share video content with you. It's all new, but I'm eager for feedback, so please post a comment in the show notes or shoot me an email at deborah at slowflowers.com. I hope to hear from you. Our next sponsor thanks goes to Mayesh Wholesale Florist family-owned since 1978, Mayesh is the premier wedding and event supplier in the U.S., and we're thrilled to partner with Mayesh to promote local and domestic flowers, which they source from farms large and small around the U.S. Learn more at mayesh.com. And here's a reminder, if you have any desire to channel your inner fashionista, I want you to remember it's time to apply to create a botanical couture look for American Flowers Week 2022. Slow Flowers will commission at least five floral couture looks for our 2022 American Flowers Week collection. We're soliciting proposals from farmer florist creative teams for this campaign. 
Those submitting must be active Slow Flowers members. Consideration will be made for specific new regions and new botanical elements not previously featured in our series. We have a special focus on inclusion and representation. The selected botanical couture fashions will be published in our 2022 summer issue of Slow Flowers Journal. For the application, you will be asked to submit a mood board or Pinterest board to express your concept. You will also be asked to write a description of your construction methods and mechanics. This is all to ensure that you will be successful executing the design for photography and publication. Please reach out to me, Deborah at slowflowers.com with any questions. As a bonus, we recorded a webinar earlier this year with tips and techniques shared by past American Flowers Week creative teams. I'll share a link to that webinar for you to watch. You can find it in today's show notes. I can't wait to see the floral fashions that we'll publish in 2022. A final thanks goes to The Gardener's Workshop, which offers a full curriculum of online education for flower farmers and farmer florists. Online education is more important than ever, and you'll want to check out the course offerings at thegardenersworkshop.com. Thanks so much for joining us today. The Slow Flowers Podcast has been downloaded more than 764,000 times by listeners like you. Thank you for listening, commenting, and sharing. It means so much as our movement gains more supporters and more passionate participants who believe in the importance of our domestic cut flower industry. The momentum is contagious. I know you feel it too. I value your support and invite you to show your thanks to support Slow Flowers' ongoing advocacy, education, and outreach activities. You can find the donate button in the column to the right at deborahprinzing.com. I'm Deborah Prinzing, host and producer of The Slow Flowers Show. Next week, you're invited to join me in putting more slow flowers on the table, one stem, one flower, one vase at a time. The content and opinions expressed here are either mine alone or those of my guests alone, independent of any podcast sponsor or other person, company, or organization. The Slow Flowers podcast is engineered and edited by Andrew Brenlin. You can learn more about Andrew's work at soundbodymovement.com. Thank you.